Welcome to Living Inside Out by Faith, the podcast that shares stories of Christians, what God has done in their lives, and how they're using their God-given talents, abilities, and gifts to make a difference in the world. Here is your host, Sherelle Wallace. Let's get started. Welcome to the Living Inside Out by Faith podcast. I'm your host, Sherelle Wallace. I want to welcome my guest, Eric Steven. Based out of Phoenix, Arizona, Eric Steven has been traveling full-time around the United States and Canada for the past five years, sharing his unique style of hip-hop, which blends his faith with his love for geek culture, which he has labeled Christian Nerdcore. He loves comic books, superheroes, Star Wars, pro wrestling, and Disney. After high school, Eric battled depression and suicidal tendencies, and this led to him giving his life to Jesus. Now he uses his gifts to encourage and bring hope to those who don't quite fit in. Hi, Eric. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, How's how are it going? you doing? I'm very That's good. good. <laughs> All right, Eric. Um, before we get started, I just want to share with listeners um, how, how we know each other, how we met. Um, you and your wife, Michelle, um, was invited to Galesburg about a little over three and a half years ago. Uh, by a mutual friend of ours, Jason Katz, who had put together a Christian hip-hop concert here in Galesburg. And uh, we all got together at dinner at my friend Devon's house. Our friend house, Devon's And house. Um, we just got to know <laughs> our friend Devon, excuse me. Yes, Devon's, Devon's everyone's, everyone's friend. He's friends. like the friendliest guy. <laughs> um, when you met, you seemed to be this quiet, humble Christian guy um, who just loved the Lord. But the next day when you got on stage and performed at the venue, you were like a totally different person. You were this powerhouse who was intense. Um, I just was blown away. So before you share the story behind your ministry, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how life was um, growing up. Well, see, first off, that's what you're talking about is the uh, Superman effect. Okay, so Clark Kent's mild manner. He takes off his glasses and then he's a powerhouse. So that's that's what that happens. So yes. Exactly. Exactly. The microphone is me taking my glasses off. So even though I wear glasses, but uh, the stage is your telephone right. booth. The stage is my telephone booth. Exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us a little bit about yourself and how life was okay. growing up. So we uh, we moved around a lot when I was growing up. It was it was really lonely. Like I was in. I lived in like four or five different states before uh, high school. My, we weren't military brats or anything. My 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 dad's son was in the military. Um, he was a he was a sports journalist, and so wherever whatever like newspaper wanted him or something like that is where we went. And so by the time I was in high school, yeah, I'd been in like lived in four or five different states. Thankfully. Um, High school. I I got to finish out uh, most of my high school in the same same place, and uh, my sister graduated from the same high school. So we were in we were in Washington. That's where I went to high school, and we were in Washington State for um, quite a number of years. So that that was uh, I was thankful for that. But yeah, it was lonely growing up because we you know I'd make a friend, just start getting used to school. And then we'd move and everything like that. So I, I pretty much kept to myself. I didn't really have any real friends until um, my last couple of years of high school. And even then, it was just like a, a couple of them. But, and so my sister was mainly my best friend growing up. 
and yeah, so that's pretty much that. Um, after after high school, my my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. People that I knew from school were going off to college. I didn't go off to college right away. I lost my job, and I joke about how I think uh, Taylor Swift wrote a song about me around that time. Also, I just think anything bad that could happen happened, and so um, and I just went into this deep dark depression. And it got to the point where I didn't want to be alive anymore. Um, I st- I hated myself. It just started off as a thought. And then it started growing and growing and growing. And then um, the day that I was going to do it, I was just sitting in my room and I just cried out to God. And I said, if you are real, I need you right now. And uh, he showed up, you know, and like, you know, a lot of people are like, what do you mean he showed up? He, he didn't show up, but like knock on the door and like, hey, but but he did show up in my life and I knew that I was his, I knew that I was there for a purpose. And even though I had ups and downs in my walk with Christ and there have been times where I try to run away from him, um, I know that there's nowhere to go. He is God. I am his. So yeah, that's life. So did you, did you grow up in church? Like, did you, um, really know God or did you know about him? Did you really believe and trust and have a relationship with him? Not really. Like, I've always believed there was a God, even when I was little. I've all I've always believed there was a God, but we didn't start going to church until I was thirteen. Or not thirteen. I was at middle school. I was in middle school, but that's when we started going to church. And throughout my my teens and my childhood and teens, I thought, okay, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't have sex. You know, I don't, I, I'm not a bad kid, right? Um, never mind the fact that I had a, a potty mouth and uh, I won't confess my, my sins here, but, but I, <laughs> never, never mind. Like I thought I was a good kid because I wasn't doing these things that the bad kids were doing. But, um, you know, I still have my own sins and I still have my pride and, and stuff like that. But so, like, and the church that I went to in high school the, the pastor didn't even really talk about Jesus. They didn't really talk about um, the forgiving power of Jesus, the redemptive power of Jesus. Um, he talked about, he did a five-week series on finding finding the gospel in Harry Potter. And now I'm looking back on that, and it's like, how about finding the gospel in the gospel? How about we talk about that first, you know? And it's 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 cool to have those conversations like, Hey, I saw elements of the gospel in the Harry Potter movies or the Harry Potter books because that's that's what I do with my music. I'm like, I'll take Star Wars, for instance, or Batman, for instance, and flip it around and say and point it to Jesus. But he wasn't really doing that with Harry Potter. He was just how how we can watch Harry Potter and come away with the same feeling that we get from reading the gospel, basically. Um, so I didn't learn a lot from him. It wasn't until it wasn't until I um, gave my life to Christ that I really understood who he was, started understanding who he was. Wow. Yes, I know. Um, I think a lot of people turn their back on the church because of their experiences. But I think when you have a, like, like when you have a relationship with God, I mean, that is above right. everything. So I think when you put that first and not rely on people who are not perfect, I think that when you just rely on God, then you will find your way. So I'm glad that the church did not give 
you such a bad taste in your mouth that you did not turn yeah. away from God. That's good to hear. So what happened to your faith as you grew up? What, what do you what do you mean? Like how did your faith begin like how did your faith begin to grow? Like you were in this suicidal mentality, um, you wanted in your life and you knew God showed up because you said he didn't knock on the door, but you just right. knew that you knew that you knew. And I think when you finally get that feeling that you know that you know that you know it's you can't even explain it to people who don't understand. It's like you just know that you know. So when you knew that you knew that God was with you, he was walking with you, um, what began to happen after that? I went and got baptized, and um, then I I, just, I wanted to talk about God. I wanted to just tell people about him, and I wanted to uh, start writing about him in my music. I had always done music, kind of, and um, I just started writing about him more and more in, in my music, and I just I wanted to go to church. I wanted to study the Bible and just soak in all this knowledge and just know what I had to, to do to uh, just know him more. You know, I, I just wanted to get to know him more and and live my life for him. Yeah, it's like you're just really thirsty for it. It's like you can't get enough of it and you just um, want to get to know him. And it's like when you finally realize that, you know, God is real. You just want everyone to know, and you can't believe that not everyone knows this. So then you do want to go and share it with everybody. It is kind else. of shocking because, like, yeah. like I said, like I've always believed there was a God. Like even before I was um, a Christian, before I got saved, and so it's it's kind of shocking when you hear people say that they don't believe that there's a God out there, and it's it, it, it kind of I can't wrap my mind around that because there's just like so much here on earth in this universe that that it's it, it was either it's either here by chance or it was created and i and and to just just to think that we're only here by chance that anything that we do is just an, a, an accident that's um there's no hope in that and that's kind of scary you know i'd rather i'm i'm thankful that i yeah. that i have a god that um has a plan for my life that designed me, that knew me while it was in my mother's womb, that knew me before that. Um, I am, I am thankful for for that, and so I just want people to know it's it's almost like you got to wake them up from a sleep or something like that, like take them out of the matrix or something, you know? Yes, exactly. So, how did you get the idea and the vision to become a Christian hip hop rapper and just start traveling the world? Well, like like I said, like I started writing about. Uh, God and Jesus uh, um, more in my music and then eventually I, I stopped w writing about worldly things and I'm just writing about God and I was like and I was like oh I guess I'm I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm a Christian rapper and you know performing at churches and, ev and events and stuff like that but um, I was working nine to five and I was doing shows on the weekends and then I was in the studio um, when I wasn't. And so I, uh, my wife and I, we wanted to serve God more than what we were doing. Like it just wasn't like the weekends just didn't seem enough uh, for us. And so um, we thought we were going to move to Nashville and both of us realized that I, we didn't want to move to Nashville and do the exact same thing we were doing in Phoenix. It just didn't make sense to, to pick up our lives and, and do that. And then we both felt God just say, go. 
And when God says go, you go. And so we sold everything and we, we hit the road. And that's uh, been five years uh, now so that we've been doing that. How have people responded to your ministry? All over the places, all over the places. I get praise, I get hate, um, and it it comes with it. It's and then it's it's so weird. Like I have all these people on my email list, and all these people that like read my emails. Like every time I'm I'm shooting them out, and but they won't they won't click on the links to um, to listen to my music, to listen to my new music, or even respond to any of my questions or anything. So it's weird. It's almost like they just want to watch me. They just want to know what I'm up to. They don't want to participate with my music. So that's that's kind of weird. Oh, and for those that are listening, yeah, I know if you click a link or not. So start clicking links. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll get, you know, praise for this or that. And then I'll get like death threats. And it's all over the place. And a lot of my hate actually comes from the church or various members of the church, I should say, because especially like other uh, Christian rappers, because I am geeky, I am nerdy. I do talk about geeky, nerdy stuff all the time. And so they, I think because they come out hard and they're serious and they're, you know, I'm uh, banging for Christ and stuff like that. You know, I think, I think they see me as uh, a joke. And so, but they don't realize that God's using me to reach a different people group than, than he's using them. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome that you want to reach the, the gangbangers or whatever. Um, that's awesome that you want to uh, reach these people. But it's like God's called me to reach these people. So we're all, in, we're all on the same team, guys. You know, let's just take a breather here. Yes, I agree with so much of what you said. Um, you know, I believe, like you said, that God has a plan and purpose for each of us. We each have our own talents, abilities, and gifts, and he uses us to reach certain people. You don't reach every, you can't reach everybody, but God gives you a certain people to reach. And what you were saying about um, people don't click on your links, they just want to watch, they don't want to participate. I think that I feel in my heart that God just wants so much more from from Christians. Oh, yeah. It's not just a spectator sport. It's something that you have to get involved in. I think you just got to look deep within yourself and be like, okay, God, why am I here? What what would you have me to do? Um, so, yeah, that's that's very powerful that like how even in your emails, people are responding that way. They don't want to participate or, or just, you know, get Because I actually visited your church once and everybody there participated in, in some in some way. I mean, I, I I would say like you guys even made me participate. <laughs> like you, you made me get up and 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 share share my testimony in a song and whatever. And I'm just like, I just came here to to soak up some some Jesus. But yeah, so okay. <laughs> yeah, we put mm -hmm. you to work, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. I mean, I think you gained when you got up there, you gained a lot of respect from, you know, the people in the church. They got to see who who you were and what you were about. And they got to see they were able to see God in action through your life, through your music, through your ministry. And to know that you're not just a spectator, you're actually putting your faith into action and doing so. Yes, you got everyone's um, you got everyone's attention. And we still continue to pray for you every Wednesday oh, at Bible study. You got 
We, <laughs> yes. Can you share a story of how your ministry has impacted people? Maybe someone who maybe came up to you and said um, something to you that where you know that you've made an impact. Any stories? Anything like yeah, that? Um, one of my f- stories that just uh, that sticks with me. One of the things that sticks with me is it was in our, our, our first year, I think. I think it was our first year. And we were in Montana and we were doing a show in Montana and we had to be in um, Minnesota two days later or two days later or something like that. Like we were in Montana on a Wednesday. We had to be yeah in Minnesota by Friday because we had a show on Saturday and we didn't have any money. And I I, so I thought the show on Wednesday, God was just going to make it rain money. Right. And it didn't even sprinkle, it didn't even sprinkle money. And so we were like, okay, but God's going to get us there somehow because he wants us there. And uh, that night at our host home, somebody came by and made a donation. And then the next morning, someone made a donation. And so that gave us enough uh, money to get to um, South Dakota. I believe it was South Dakota and um, get some food and gas and stuff like that. And so we were like, okay, God, what are you going to do? And then as we got to South Dakota, someone made an online donation. And so that gave us enough money the next day to get to Minnesota to, to do the show. And I, we got there and I was talking to the DJ and her family. And I said, no matter what happens tomorrow at the show, whether it's zero people or a hundred people, um, you know, we just praise God. We just, we just do it. And the show was supposed to be three hours. It was going to be me and the DJ taking turns um, I perform, she'd perform and stuff like that. So we're at the park and the first two and a half hours, it wasn't hundreds of people that showed up. It was the zero people that showed up for two and a half hours. We're just praising God in the park by ourselves. And then the last half hour, um, six neighborhood kids came by three girls and, uh, no, sorry. It was two, two girls and four boys and the boys were just being boys and they just were doing their thing off. But the girls were sitting there listening and dancing and I got to this song that I do about bullying. And one of the girls said that she's bullied every single day of her life. So I got, I stopped the show and I just talked to her for a little while and I got to share Christ with her. And even though she lived in this small town and there was like churches all over the place, she didn't know about God. She didn't know that God loved her. She didn't know that, that Jesus died on the cross for her. And that he sent a Christian rapper from Phoenix, Arizona through Montana all the way there just to tell her, you know, just to tell her this. And so um, hopefully that made an impact in her life. It it made an impact on my life just to see how, just to see uh, the depths that God will go to, to, to reach people, you know, especially when, like I said, this town had a few churches in it. Why aren't they reaching out to this little girl? Why aren't they helping this little girl out? And, um, it, it, but I, I answered that call and I went there. So that impacted me. I hope it impacted her. Um, I get emails from people that just talk about how they're, they're no longer, uh, hurting themselves anymore. You know, that they can, it's really cool that they can, they can relate to a lot of the stuff I talked about the, cause they're geeks too. They're nerds also, and they can relate to that. And, and it, and I, I speak their language and I'm able to teach them about God. And, and, and that's just really exciting stuff to hear. So long answer for that. I apologize, but yeah, that's. 
<laughs> oh no, it's great. I love hearing all that. You know, sometimes you feel like you haven't had success unless you're reaching millions of people or you're filling arenas, like you said, but that one person, that one girl, God, she was important yes. to God. And that's, that's where you, what you were called there to do just to reach her, which was. Yeah, knows, it reminded me of the, you know, of when uh, Jesus talked about leaving the 99 sheep to get the, the one that that's when I'm talking to her the next, I was just like, Whoa, that's exactly, that's exactly what that was. And so hopefully she's, she's grown in, in the Lord, you know, hopefully she was able to find a church or, or a, um, a mentorship somewhere, a discipleship somewhere and, and grow. But yeah. Yeah. It's like your ministry is not only helping others, but it's also growing your faith in Christ too. Just taking right. these steps of faith and not knowing if you're going to have enough money, but you just trust and believe that God's going to come through. And then when he does, that just grows your faith even more. Yeah, I so fully believe that that's just awesome. Um, God's not going to call you to do something and then not give you the tools to be successful with it. Um, you know, and success doesn't necessarily look like um, what the world sees as success, like selling out arenas, like doing all that stuff. Success to God is completely different and it's completely uh, different per case also. You know, like you could be doing something similar to some, have a similar ministry to somebody else and they're growing while you've just got this little base, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. but God's doing different things for those two different ministries, and we can't look at each, we can't look at the other one and go, "Why not me? Why?" Because God's like, "I have you here right now, and I will. You will thrive in this because if you follow me, if you do the, if you do what I call you to do, you will be successful on my terms." You know. Yes. It's like God sees the whole puzzle. We're just a little piece, but he knows how he works everything out for right. good. So, well, I just have a few questions I want to ask you. Okay. First of all, tell us about your latest song, I Kill Giants. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's yes. about? There is a movie that I saw recently. This is the song is loosely based off this called I Kill Giants. And it's about um, this teenage girl and she's got this. Um, this crisis in her life uh, that's just so overwhelming that she can't deal with it properly. And so how she deals with this is she protects her town from giants. Um, obviously, these are giants that are in her mind, but she sets up giant traps all over town, and she is the town's sole protector, basically. Um, and again, these you know these are giants in her mind that because she can't deal with the reality of her situation. And in our life, in, in my life, in your life, we have uh, giants there, like obstacles, um, sins, addictions, what, whatever, in our lives that we have, we can't overcome, that we can't uh, fight all the time, and, you know. But it's like because of Christ, because of my power, because of His power, I can kill those giants. I can overcome that. Um, like uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so because of his strength, I can fight those addictions. I can uh, overcome those sins. I can fight and win battles. And even if giants come back and try to fight me again because of Christ, I can overcome them again. I can kill them again. And so that's what this song uh, represents. I, I feel it. I mean, it, I'm biased because it's my song because I wrote it, but I feel it's a very powerful song. 
And uh, I just, I really, I really want people to hear this and I really hope it blesses and inspires a lot of people, not only inspires people for their lives, but inspires people to, to trust God and to, to tap into his power for their life. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, we all have giants. I know that one of my biggest giants is probably just fear, you know, fear of the unknown, fear of things like that. But then my rock is how God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yes. So I think through Christ, we can conquer all these giants. And just to remember, if you do have a fear, that spirit of fear did not come from God. So it's very powerful. Yeah, the, the Bible says throughout, fear not, fear not, you know, have no fear because God is here basically. And, and I just think that because there is that temptation to give into fear and, uh, but God is so much bigger than anything that can happen to us ever. And so, yeah. Okay. If your life was a movie and you were a superhero, what superhero would you be and why? First off, I am a superhero. Um, second off, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would be I, I would have to say uh, Captain America would probably be the superhero that I would want to be me in my movie um, my favorite superhero is Batman uh, but Batman's a little gritty um, but Captain America he's very focused and determined um, he's he's very black and white he sees right and wrong and he and he and he fights and he doesn't give up and he rises even when he gets knocked down and he gets he gets back up like in the movie he says i can do this all day and that's because he he just doesn't quit and and uh because of god i'm able to rise up when i get knocked down i'm able to keep going even though i want to quit even though i want to stop because of god i can keep going i can take one more step and then i can take another step after that you know and so yeah i i, I relate a lot to captain america Wow. Um, don't hate me for saying this, but I've never seen Captain America, but you Interview have inspired over. me. Over. I want to go watch it. <laughs> have you seen any of the Avengers movies? Not that if I can remember. To, if you have to think about it. might have been on. If you have to think about it, then you haven't seen it. <laughs> like, hmm. I've seen Black Panther. Does that count? Yeah. I mean, it's a Marvel movie. Black Panther was a great movie, you know. So I'm a little shocked right now. Like, I don't know how Devon has, has not, has let you go this long without <laughs> seeing any of the movies, but yeah, that's disappointing right there. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic right now and a lot of people are just stressed out. They don't have any, they're losing hope. They might not even have any faith, but um, what are you grateful for? Like recently, what have you been so grateful for? I am grateful um, that all my family, my friends, like everybody that I, I know personally hasn't uh, been impacted by this too much. Like they've, uh, they're all healthy, they're safe. And so I'm really thankful for that, especially my parents are, my parents are older. My, my dad has some, a lot of the underlying health conditions that, you know, that they, that the, the experts are saying aren't good to have during this time, you know? So I'm really thankful that um, everybody seems to be healthy and safe right now. I'm, I'm thankful for divine appointments that God set, has been setting up during this, this time. I'm, I'm thankful for church services online that we get to 
um, experience everything around the world. You could watch church services all day if you wanted. You could spend all day just watching, you know, listening to the word online. It's it's so it's so amazing. It, it's it's a scary time right now. It's a different. It's a definitely a different time right now. But I definitely see God working and uh, God working things out for His glory. And I'm excited to see what He does next. Yes, I totally agree with you. Um, I felt like God finally got the church outside of the four walls and everyone's able to experience it. If they choose to, it's there. So Exactly. Well, Eric, I want to thank you for joining me. Can you tell the listeners how they can uh, follow you on social media or if they want to contact you to uh, come to an event or do a performance? How can they reach okay. you? Okay. Uh, so my website is ericstevenmusic.com. That's E-R-I-K-S-T-E-P-H-E-N music.com. Um, there's links to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my social media, basically. My Spotify, I am all over the internet uh, on every streaming service, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, whatever whatever you listen to, I'm probably there. Yeah, and then there, there'll be links to be able to email me and uh, reach out to me. Okay. And if anyone would like to donate to your ministry, how can they do that? Uh, there's a couple of ways. Uh, there's a website called worldfamilymissions.org. Um, if you click under missionaries, you'll see my family. You can donate through there. And then, or you could, there's a link on Spotify to donate. Or you could go to paypal.me. That's paypal.me slash Eric Stephen Music. And you can donate directly to my PayPal. Awesome, Eric. Thank you for um, sharing your story. I believe there's power and a testimony. And I just um, would like everyone to be able to experience or see a small piece of God through people's stories. I think people are attracted to stories. We can sit in, sit in a movie theater for two hours based on just a story. Yeah. So thank you for sharing yours. Um, and thank you for not being a spectator, for getting out of the pews, so-called. <laughs> I know we all sit in chairs pretty much at church, but getting out of the pew and pursuing your purpose and uh, making a difference in the world. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for listening to the Living Inside Out by Faith Podcast. For notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, please visit livinginsideoutbyfaith.com. And to stay connected, join our Living Inside Out by Faith Facebook page for inspiration on how to put your faith into action. Remember, the revival starts with you.